watch people like Zoella and all those people and they were all doing like their makeup hauls and makeup tutorials and stuff but I was like 13 and obviously I didn't wear makeup at the time and I wanted to do what they were doing so I was like oh my gosh this is so cool like I want to be them Hello everyone, thank you so much for joining me today and welcome to the next episode of Influence Me with me, Shaney Ryan. With 45% of the world's population now using social media on a daily basis, we are now more and more influenced by the people that we follow, but social media is such a tricky space to figure out what's real and what's in the highlight reel. So I wanted to create this podcast to dig really deep and get to know the people we look up to and get to know the person behind the digital fame. With this podcast, I'm going to introduce you to some incredible people with amazing journeys and stories to share that you can either relate to or be inspired by. Welcome to Influence Me. Today's guest has gone from 13-year-old boy who reviewed shower gels and vlogged to fully-fledged beauty YouTuber who collaborates with some of the world's most famous makeup brands, with Rimmel leading the way, being the first makeup brand to work with him. He is signed to one of the biggest influencer agencies on the planet, Gleam, and they have helped him cultivate a presenting career that has seen him host CBBC's The Playlist, interview Hollywood actress Rebel Wilson, and be flown to LA to interview Jason Derulo and Jennifer Hudson at the Cats Hollywood film premiere for Stand Up To Cancer's live YouTube stream. He usually entertains his audience with his over-the-top and fabulous personality. But today, he has agreed to peel back the layers for the first time, share his journey and what it's really like to unapologetically show the world who you are at such a young age. I think whatever your age, there's something to learn from him. Please welcome to my sofa, the lovely and the gorgeous Lewis Ball, aka Looking for Lewis. <laughs> Lou, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, you work really hard. Yeah. Not only are you at uni, but you've also got this amazing career that you've built yourself, but from such a young age. And I wanted to really, today, dig deep into that background story of you, because I think not many people, even as adults, you know, in, even into their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, are entirely 100%, like, sure in who they are it takes a long time to get there and you from such a young age had the confidence to just be like I said in your intro unapologetically yourself and have so much confidence with it as well and I wanted to kind of go through that journey a little bit because I think it could really help not only people that are maybe living a similar parallel to you mm. but anyone mm -hmm. so let's take it back mm. <laughs> to when you were really young and you first developed your interest in kind of beauty and makeup um how old were you when you first kind of thought i'm really into this i came onto youtube because i wanted well i watched people like zoella and all those people like back when i was 13 and they were all doing like their makeup hauls and makeup tutorials and stuff but i was like 13 and obviously i didn't wear makeup at the time and I wanted to do what they were doing. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like, I want to be them. Um, but I couldn't because like, I didn't wear makeup. So I would like review stuff like my top shower gels, like top 10 shower gels of the week. Um, and then I think around about when I was like 14, like, end, like end 14, 15, um, I just saw like a guy who was doing like his natural everyday makeup tutorial on my recommended on YouTube. And I was like, oh my gosh, hold, hold, like, hold the phone. I was like, I did not realize guys could wear makeup so it literally just then all spiraled off the back of that Amazing. and now i'm here <laughs> and now you're here and it's actually your life um 
did you feel like it was an option for you to experiment with more beauty products or did you feel like to you like the shower gels was the max that you could go to as a young male oh at the before i'd watched that youtube video i like it sounds so stupid but i saw almost like just assume it wasn't allowed yeah it's just because i'd never seen anyone i'd never even of like i never even heard of anyone because i feel yeah. like nowadays like even if like they've never like like people who are like this, that age, even if they've never like watched a YouTube video of a guy doing makeup or seen like, a guy walking down the street wearing makeup, at least it's like a heard of thing. Whereas back then, I literally... You'd never seen a single person. Because obviously there was drag queens. Yeah, and that's all, all different that though. Stuff. That's but like the extreme. Yeah, there was no like just like boy beat. Like, do you know what I mean? There was just like n- not n- like an everyday boy wearing full face of makeup, like glam makeup. So I just thought it wasn't allowed, it wasn't a thing, mm. sort of. So yeah, it was pretty much, that was like where the max was. So you were 13 when you first kind of stepped onto YouTube. Yeah. Do you remember what your first video was, the very first one? I actually don't know if I do, because I've had like a long string of YouTube channels. So Looking for Lewis is actually technically, I think my third, I want to say. How come, why did you change it up? So when I was, I actually like first started when I was eight or nine, 2009, yeah, um, and it was on, do you remember those flip cameras? Yeah, the, I the had little rectangle one. I actually think <laughs> I have one in that cupboard Stop. over there, Retro. and I would be so interested to actually hit play and see what was on it. Maybe we can do that after. <laughs> it's probably not even got a battery, but I've still got my flip cam. They were so cool. They were like everywhere. I thought that was um, Christmas. Yeah, and I would literally just record everything on that. I would I got one for Christmas, and I would spend all day, every day recording it. And my YouTube channel was called, so it was called Totally HSM Fan, HSM for High School Musical, and Totally was spelled T-O-T-L-Y, because <laughs> I was nine, I didn't know how to spell it, was, so it was Totally HSM Fan. Um, and then, obviously, <laughs> clearly I was not going to be branding myself as Totally HSM Fan for the rest of my life. Um, so then I made a new channel, round about when I was 13 as well, and it was just my name it was just lewis ball but everyone at school found it from lewis ball mm. and to be fair no one was really saying it but like as soon as i found out that one person knew like i just deleted everything really yes. talk to me about that let's dig into that a little bit so you're you're at school you find out that people at school have found this youtube channel what was on the channel that made you kind of go oh shit like that's the thing like nothing but it was just the fact because youtube wasn't really a thing back then right so to everyone else it's like what the why is this like random boy in our school just like filming himself in his bedroom talking to himself that's literally what it was at the time right because no one really knew what a youtuber was no one really it was like at the age of like facebook when facebook was at its peak um so to me it was like there was nothing on there which people would have really said anything about but I just didn't want people to see me talking to myself in my bedroom yeah so I was just like I think if I left it for maybe half an hour and thought about it I was like probably would have left it altogether but just I panicked and in that instant just deleted everything Mm. just because I would rather back then like for the safety of my mind I would rather just get everything away and like that was just easy solution to the problem that it was done so you were concerned that people would like take the piss or give you a hard time at school and stuff so after that you ended up starting another youtube channel to where we are now looking Looking for for lewis Lewis. and is that you changed the name on it basically so you couldn't be found by your school friends so i didn't put my surname in so i was like so were you 15 then no i was still 13. still 13 okay cool so friends at school what kind of things did they say to be fair um, like I obviously have quite a few YouTube friends and a lot of them got such a hard time for being a YouTuber, which to me is just like the most bizarre thing. Cause it's like, they would get teased on for being a YouTuber and it's like, that's the, just the weirdest thing to me. But I 
luckily didn't really have that bad of an experience with that sort of thing. Obviously I had the odd like teasing common and stuff like that, but I, it wasn't awful. Cause I think most people were probably just more confused by it rather than like found it weird. Yeah. They're probably just more a bit it like- It was such a new thing. Yeah, they were probably more like, what the hell is going on? Rather than like, that's weird. People would always walk past me being like, oh, found him. Uh, and it was like- Little comments. And to be fair, at first I found it really funny. And then like, you know when someone says it for like the hundredth time and you just want to like snap. You just yeah. Like, Shut up! <laughs> but count my cool. <laughs> so, um, so looking for Lewis came about and then when did you transition into, okay, shower gels. There's only so many shower gels <laughs> I can review on YouTube. And so much talking to myself I could do. Like, I really want to get into this space. Like you mentioned, you saw that YouTuber who was a boy kind of beauty blogger and that then made you go, wait, I can do this whole makeup thing. So what came first, the thought about putting your YouTube kind of makeup tutorials up or was it actually I just want to experiment with makeup for myself? For, so for me, it was basically I wanted to start makeup for YouTube almost. Right. Because I had obviously spent two years watching all these people like do their makeup tutorials and stuff and I'd never been able to do it. Yeah. And I'd never really watched the videos because I like couldn't relate. So then as soon as I, literally as soon as that video ended, I was like, oh my God, I want to do this. I, mm. I have to do this. And I watched all these videos and created a list. Literally the next day I went out and bought all the products and maybe like three days later I had a makeup tutorial up. Right. Because I was just so excited to like, almost be like, I guess included in that sort of area. Mm. Like, cause I had basically like been on the outside cause I hadn't been able to do makeup and all that stuff, but I wanted to be doing the videos that they were doing. Yeah. So then as soon as I found out that I guess it's like, like okay yeah it's like okay guys someone can. else is yeah. doing it like, like some, yeah exactly as soon as I found out someone else was doing it I was like I want to do it right so that now. was really a key moment for you is that kind of validation that it was okay came yeah. from that other youtuber so talk me through you are now going out to pick up makeup for the first time how did you feel which shop did you go to what did you buy like talk me through them the because I'm guessing that's a bit of a hurdle yeah like no, I'm was. gonna go makeup shopping for the first time and I the motivation is YouTube but actually that in itself is probably quite a experience yeah. that you went through and a real transition into you know the first step towards being authentically yourself so I went to just like a boots and I had written a list on my phone and I was like reading it I, I was like let's get my GCC drama skills into action here I was trying to pretend like I was buying it for someone else so I'd be like reading I was like squinting at the phone squinting at the product so it's like a real acting moment yeah I really got into the whole backstory character development um but also <laughs> at the same time I just wanted to get like I wanted it to be over and done with supermarket so, sweep style basically Quick. it was like 30 seconds in and out I had the list I had the five things that I wanted as soon as I saw the things, I literally picked it up. Cause even, I didn't look at the shades cause I wanted to get out, but also at the same time, I didn't really know, I didn't know my shades, but also I didn't really know like what shades were, I guess. Mm. So I would just like pick, put things in the basket, came home, like foundation was all right. Like it was all completely Did you feel off. like embarrassed when you were in there? Mm, I basically- self-conscious. Yeah, I basically felt like everyone was watching me when they weren't. They weren't, yeah. But in my mind, like every single, like. Susan 50 from like Birmingham standing next to me is just trying to get her like L'Oreal foundation but in my mind she's glaring at me do you know what I mean yeah but you still did it anyway yeah and now I'm like walking in and I'm like whoop doo doo like half an hour later still in there <laughs> <laughs> that's quite it's quite nice that you you did that did you take that step by yourself or did you take someone yeah no it was by myself yeah because I didn't really tell anyone 
that I was wearing makeup until my first video went live. Right. So no one knew, because I mean, it was only three days from yeah. buying makeup to the video, but I didn't tell anyone and I didn't wear it out the house. Like so the talk first... to me about telling telling people for the first time. Did you just wait for them to see your YouTube video and they'd be like, oh yeah, by the way, I wear makeup now? Or was it a case of like, mom, I've put this video out. Like, talk, how did you tell friends at school, your family, your mom and dad, like siblings? It was, yeah, it was basically, I just put the video live and I sort of, I guess I probably just sort of forgot that everybody in my life at that point knew about my YouTube channel. I didn't really put two and two together and then, yeah, everybody saw it from that. And then it was just like, well, that's the thing now. <laughs> How did they react? Um, quite, like, considering it was, like, such a, like, taboo thing back then, no one... Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. It is a taboo... Well, back then, not yeah. now. It was a very taboo thing at the time. You were so young. Mm -hmm. Like, surely there was a bit of shock from people. Yeah. Um, which now would be considered, you know, ignorant. Yeah. Because of where we're at with the YouTube space mm -hmm. and boy bloggers and stuff. But you were one of the early adopters of this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm guessing your parents and your friends at school and stuff weren't just expecting to go onto your yeah. YouTube channel one day and see you doing a full face of makeup. Um, and, you know, that wasn't something that they were kind of prepared for. So, like, talk me through in a bit more detail like the reactions and how you felt and how they felt. So looking back, I, I'm i pretty sure my parents just like pretended like nothing was going on. That's cool. Yeah, because I mean, to be fair, they were just more confused than anything. They were probably <laughs> like, you know what, it's just gonna be easier if we don't even bring it up, never mind. Like, um, Cause looking back, I can't think of like a specific conversation. Um, school was a bit more like, what the hell? Like it was a bit more like, yeah. really? Like, like, what, like what was, it's more like, what's the point? Like, why are you doing it? Um, obviously my friends were like quite accepting of it. Did they talk to you about it? Was there conversations? No, I even like, I was it just I avoid, avoid, avoid. Yeah, literally. But like, because I'm, I can't really think of a specific conversation. So I'm just assuming that yeah. everyone just kind of, we're just going to pretend like that didn't happen almost. Like yeah. we're just going to move past it because I can't really think of a specific conversation that I have with my friends or family, which may, which was like, oh, I'm wearing makeup now, by yeah. the way. So yeah, they were... It's good. It sounds like your experience wasn't very traumatic. Yeah, luckily for me. And I think that's why I sort of like kept doing it. Because luckily for me, back then it was like, I didn't really have that bad of an experience when I first started wearing makeup. So I felt comfortable to keep going on YouTube and stuff. Because I know I've talked to a lot of people who have had horrible... Yeah, I was going to say like, have you experienced other friends that have not had this journey? And kind of how was that? hearing those stories yeah the parents have like told them oh if you keep wearing makeup like you're not allowed to live in my house like all that sort of stuff i would hate to like ill advise someone on that sort of situation and then something horrible ends up happening between them and the parents or them and their family or them and their friends or wherever it is but i do feel like if, it, if you are at a certain like young age that like i you do have to sort of abide to your parents mm. rules you're living under their house like that sort of thing but the best way to, I guess, sort of persuade them, like win them over, is take it step by step, I think. And just, I guess like, it sounds weird, but like pick your right moment. Mm. Like, for example, I'm just trying to like think of a situation, just start to fill in your eyebrows a bit maybe. And then maybe once they clock onto that, and they might be like, oh, like are you filling in your eyebrows? And you could just be like, yeah. And it's like, 
okay, like that's not like full face of makeup, eyelashes, yeah. like red Don't lipstick. shock and all. Yeah, do you know what I mean? If you, I think if like one day you were just like going out the house, la da da da, and then the next day you came downstairs with like silver eyelids and red lips, it might be a bit like, whoa, like yeah. what the hell is going on? Um, but I'm, that's why, well, that's how I started wearing makeup. Yeah. Step by step. Like I would wear like foundation, like eyebrows, mascara. And is that the way, because obviously there was this whole thing where you've done it on YouTube now, but you're still going to school every day with your normal face and you're still leaving the house every day, just looking like Lewis. (laughs) And then there must've been this moment where you were like, screw it, I'm going to put a bit of makeup on today and step outside my front door. Was that a big moment for you? And how did you, did you do that step by step? Yeah, well, for me, it was more like, genuinely more for the skill part. Like, I can apply false lashes like a day after buying them, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I would practice in my room and like, once I got the foundation and like eyebrows sort of like clogged, like, and I knew how to do it, I would wear it out the house. And then I would like work on something else. Like I'd be like, learn how to like contour maybe and conceal. And then once I had that like set, I would wear that out of the house and I sort of like took it maybe it was probably like a six month no probably longer than six months maybe like a year process because yeah. I knew when I first bought makeup that I wanted to do like the whole shabam like the whole like lashes and everything you were ready but I just couldn't because like yeah. I didn't have the skills like from buying makeup to wearing like a full face out of the house it probably took me like a whole year so first time you left the house for makeup on were you with your mom or so I was going to meet a friend and yeah, I was going to meet a friend for shopping and I was like, and it was a friend who was also, she was like my first YouTube friend. Mm. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna wear it with her. Like, she'll get it. She knows, she, do you know what I mean? She'll, yeah. she'll understand. You, ch- you chose a safe yeah. space. <laughs> <laughs> chose wisely. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I just wore like foundation, I think. Maybe a bit of eyebrows. And what about the first time you went out with your family? I remember there was an Easter holidays and I really wanted to get better at makeup. So I'd like set myself I was like, right, I'm gonna wear a makeup every single day of these Easter holidays. Like, no matter, even if just like on one day, it's literally just like some eyebrow gel. Every single day of these Easter holidays, I want to wear makeup because I want to get better. And they literally, like, my mum would be like, are you wearing foundation? And I would be like, no. And it was so blatantly obvious because I had like a massive orange line down my jaw. And I was like, I can see the like foundation line. And I was like, tripping I was like it's the fog I was like you can't see anything it's like ketchup let me just wipe that off denial yeah um and I think when I sort of was like that they must have just been like right they, he doesn't want to talk about he's it he's not ready to talk yeah, yeah just leave it alone do you remember the first moment you were ready to talk about it and there was actually a conversation no because I just it was almost a natural process luckily for me it was like all sort of just slotted into place like really nice. nicely And it it sounds like so stupid because I know so many people have such a hard time when it comes to that. And I'm so grateful that I have had been able to have such an easy experience with it. But it did sort of all just like slot into space really easily. And it just sort of naturally became a conversation. So we've had like the the good side of things with your your friends and family. What about when you're out in general public? What's been your experience with general public? You know, do you get starers? Do people say anything? Has yeah. there been anything that stood out? Well, I think it was so easy for me to, I guess, sort of come to terms with it, but also find my confidence. I actually think it was living in London. Yeah. Because there are so many people, like every day in London, if you leave the house in London, you will see someone and you are like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Or you'll see something and you're like, did I just see that? Mm. So it was so much easier for me to like sort of experiment so I would only ever wear it in central London. And I remember when I walked to the tube, 
I would wear sunglasses to hide my eyes because I was like, I, I feel like eyes is the most giveaway thing. So I was yeah. like, if I have my sunglasses on, it's like the shades are blocking me. I was like, people probably won't. No, no one can really see me. And people walk fast in London. It's like, if you just see someone with their sunglasses on, you're walking past, yeah. there you go, you're never going to see them again. Not paying any so attention. I'd walk, I'd, and I remember to begin with, I would wear the sunglasses on the tube. And when I tell you, I could not see a thing because the tubes are quite dark. It's a thick black. It's underground, for God's sake. And I had sunglasses on. You're that guy in the rave that's got like sunglasses yeah. on in the rave. I was actually squinting and I was like, is this my stop? I can't tell. I, I, I used to live like a five minute walk from my nearest train station, but I would Uber from where I lived to the train station because I didn't, uh, just because it was like, I do feel like it is so much harder in more of like an outskirt area or like a town or that sort of thing because people are usually more close-minded there because I guess they've not, it's not experienced yeah. and, like, and seen You're it. You're so right. London is a, that kind of safe bubble where it's so multicultural, there's so many different people. Like you can be yourself a little more. That's really sad that you felt like you had to get an mm -hmm. Uber yeah. to do a five-minute walk because you didn't, we, if we're getting down to it, you didn't feel safe. Yeah, but yeah. Um, do you think it's better now? Yeah, no, it, it is better. But like even maybe like six months ago, I would be like walking down the street and like people like, you know, the like usual like guys in vans, like that sort of thing. Yeah. They'd like honk their horn and stuff like that, but like as if like I was a girl, do you know what I mean? Like that yeah. sort of thing. And it's just like that sort of thing. It's like, it's like ev my everyday life, I never think of, oh, I won't wake up. Do you know what I mean? I would just like put it on and go and like forget it's on. And then it's like when stuff like that happens, it's like almost like a bringing, not, back, not even back down to reality because I don't even think it is reality, but sort of just like, reminding myself, oh, some people actually do still find this like funny or weird. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Has anyone ever been like out, out mean? I don't think so. And honestly, I think if someone, well, not any time recently. And I think if someone probably did back when I first started wearing makeup or someone said something, on, like as sad as it sounds, I think I'd probably just like agree with them. Because in my mind, it, it, back then it would probably would have been like, oh, if I just agree with them, like that's it over with. Like they can't argue if I agree with them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but I, I have like, I've had like instances where I'll be sat on the tube and I can visibly see like two people like like uh, there was this couple, and they were maybe they were maybe like in their thirties. I could visibly see them talking about me, right. and they were literally both staring at me. And back then, I was just I, like I snapped. No, well, not snap, snap, but I just stared back at them. And then from there, I brought this probably is like the worst advice ever. But I got this mentality where it was like if someone says to me, I just stared back at them, right? And I just keep the eye contact until they felt so uncomfortable they'd have to break it That's and they wouldn't look again. That's such a good tip. Literally, like if some people would used to stare at me because I feel like like on trains and tubes and buses, it's so easy to stare. I do it all the time. I'm the biggest people watcher ever. But when you're wearing makeup or when you're doing something which isn't the social norm, the stares are so much more intensified. Because mm. if I was just like going out the house, like doing whatever, like going to Sainsbury's or whatever, and someone was staring at me, I'd be like, probably wouldn't even think twice, really. Yeah, but because I was wearing makeup, yeah. you're so much more like aware of the stares. So yeah, I would literally just keep the eye contact Giving and I would just glare at them. Yeah, and I'd be like, mm, who's gonna break it? Because <laughs> it's not gonna be me. <laughs> First person to look away loses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so basically what I've learned is never do a stare down competition <laughs> with Lewis Ball, because he will win, he's well practiced. Hey guys, just a quick break to tell you about our sponsors. I wanted to tell you about my favorite new app. It's called Kindred. In a nutshell, Kindred allows you to share the things that you love whilst also donating to the charity of your choice. Yes, it's literally as simple as that. You post your favorite new coat, trainers, lipstick, or any other product that you choose from the Kindred app. Then you make a genuine recommendation to your followers and a percentage of every sale goes to your favorite charity. 
And if that wasn't good enough, a percentage of the sale also goes directly to you too. But if you're feeling super flush, you can always choose to give all of your commission away. You can download the app at www.kindred.co. That's www.kindred.co. Kindred, share what you love. What's been your experience with online trolls? Have you had any of that? Yeah, quite a lot. It's always like... Hiding behind the computer. Yeah, but it's always... My page on my bubble is so... I guess safe, but just nice. And then it's like always, as soon as a video gets, I don't know, pushed like onto the YouTube homepage more and like people who aren't in my bubble or an Instagram, like if I'm working with a brand and the brand will like, like promote it or like post it on their social media or whatever that's where the comments will come in so luckily for me it is quite easy to step away from it because so I recently did a like I worked with a brand and it was with for like a whole advert and stuff and it was really fun and it was such a fun thing to do and all the comments there was like 10 people in the advert and all the comments were about me really yeah um what kind of comments were they just like stuff like is that boy or girl like the, do you know what I mean it's like the most like basic like insults but I always find like the basic ones are way worse because if someone was like said to me like you're like an ugly old hag or, like troll who lives on the bridge I would like find it funny but if someone was like it's, I guess it's the more real ones which hurt more yeah if, and it's, it's, it's always like if someone tags their friend with like a laughing face it's like what are you laughing at right. do you know what I mean it's like because that is like an actual real that is that makes it so much more real than someone just like commenting like a long rant which I can like disassociate from and I'm like what the hell like you have no life whereas if someone's literally like tagging their friend because I I can relate to it I tag my friends if I'm scrolling through and like there's like a funny meme or like a funny video I'll tag my friends and then if I go on to like one of my selfies and they've tagged their friend like laughing and I'm like they're literally like finding it funny that I'm wearing makeup yeah it's not a joke no it's it's not a joke (laughs) this is not a meme that's intended to be funny this is me yeah that's that's that must be really hard to keep going yeah well luckily I've always I was such an annoying child I would literally hate myself I think if I was my parents I probably would have disowned me by the age of eight (laughs) (laughs) I was so annoying I was so loud and I was just so confident from a child I think it's middle child syndrome I was like (laughs) fighting for attention I will be noticed (laughs) um so I'd just sort of brought up confidence from such a young age and it was just always something that was naturally I guess inherited in me and then when I started to wear makeup I lost it did you that's interesting so that it just kind of knocked you back a little bit yeah because I never really had instances where people would say stuff to me or I never really had instances where yeah I guess anyone would have a reason to say something rude or stare or anything like that but then wearing makeup for the first time was like the first time where that really sort of happened so my confidence was just instantly knocked because it was such like a stark difference from like just going about whatever day-to-day life yeah, to like you were really everyone being like what there. the hell yeah so from that moment how did you build your confidence back up um it was very like like gradual long process like it wasn't just like one month I was like terrified and the next month I was like feeling like Beyonce do you know what I mean it was time and that's why I always say with people like oh like how do you find self-confidence how do you get confident within yourself to me it's not something like Obviously, you can do things which can sort of help and stuff like that, but it's not something which you can enjoy. It's not like revising or it's not like learning how to play the piano. It's not something which you can just practice a skill for. It's something that you literally just have to take time and find within yourself. 
And to me, I always find how I found my self-confidence again. When I was thinking about it and when I was like thinking constantly of what people were thinking and where if people were staring at in public, nothing ever changed. And as soon as I like t started to like tell myself, like pause, like take a step back and like put it to the back of your mind, it naturally started to like, like happen. And I would be like, for example, like the sun, going back to sunglasses thing, I'd wear sunglasses. And then naturally like a month later, I'd be like, oh, I'm not wearing sunglasses anymore. Like I'm, I, I'll leave the house and I'd be walking down the street and like halfway down walking down the street to the tube. I'd be like, oh, like I'm yeah, over it. Yeah. And it, obviously not completely over it, it's but like, like that one little thing. like you a little safety thing. blanket yeah. and then you. And it's, it's, confidence is such like a tricky thing because it's so different for everyone else on how to like find your self-confidence. But to me, it's just time is like the main thing. And allowing and accepting yourself that it is going to take time and not being hard on yourself mm. because of that because I think a lot of people will be hard on themselves because they're not self-confident and then nothing will happen because it's like it just basically adds to things which you're not self-confident about it's so stupid but you're not confident about having confidence yeah Do you know what yeah I mean? yeah when it comes to confidence if you are worrying about what other people think you are 100% going to dent your own confidence there's no good that ever comes from caring about it. You're never going to please everyone. You're never going to yeah. be everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. You're never going to tick everyone's boxes. So the best thing you can do is just be yourself. Focus on, like, you could pay a lot of attention to those negative comments. And mm -hmm. I'm sure, like you said, sometimes it gets you down. Um, but you tend to focus on the people that yeah, are positive and that are on board and that are looking to you for, you know, that, that advice and stuff. Mm -hmm. So confidence is is it's not it's not a choice but you can definitely make it easier for yourself yeah. to grow in confidence and i think if you acknowledge that it is going to take time then that will help sort of like not constantly have it at the front of your mind because it's like this is going to take time like i'm if i'm stressing about this every day like i can't stress about every day because it does just then consume your life mm. like you literally have to be like it is going to take time and that's okay that it's going to take time and if I think about it every day, it's just going to take even longer. Yeah. A lot of your audience is kind of teenage, right? Yeah. So I don't know any teenager that's 100% confident. Oh, no, not like at all. everyone is going through stuff at that age anyway. So 100%. it's got to be tougher if you're, you know, stepping mm -hmm. out into the world wearing full face, <laughs> full face, face of makeup, some highlighter, <laughs> and some lashes. But as a male, um, have you connected with other people that are also in the same space as you? As in, like, male. as in male makeup wearers. Yeah, quite a few. Um, I think now there's so like many more. Like, I could go to an event now, and maybe I'll see like obviously it'll be like a beauty event. Like, I'm not going to like a football event, and there'll be like five other guys in makeup there. <laughs> I'll go to like a beauty event. A future <laughs> yeah. that could happen. Um, I'll go would to. That, a would that scare the shit out of you though? If you went to like a football game and. Oh yeah, no. I honestly, I don't think I'd. Pro I would not wear. I'd make the choice within myself to not wear makeup to that but just because I wouldn't want to subject myself to that and it's so it's sad that I have to do that yeah but it is at the end it's, it is reality. It's reality so you've got a lovely little brother and I remember you telling me that he once asked you like very innocently um and I love that kids have this innocence <laughs> why have you got girl stuff um how did you respond to that how did you feel about it like um, what was said I think your mum also got involved. Yeah, yeah, right? my mum, well, my mum was just in the room at the time. But I, 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 I don't think really, I pro probably didn't even really say anything. So I was, I didn't even know what sounds like, because I do. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. was like, 
because he was like 10 at the time. I'm not about to go into the whole backstory of how like a makeup brush doesn't have a gender. Like you can't like, it's not anything. And so he's like a 10 years old, do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not going to sit down and give him a lecture. But my mum did say, she said something like, oh, it's not just for girls or something like that. And it was like, oh, cool. I was like, she, she thinks that. And it was like, oh, cool. Move on from it. Do you know what I mean? I think my family is very much like a sort of thing. It's like we acknowledge without saying it yeah you don't turn anything into a big deal which yeah. is nice like your mum saying it's not just for girls like yeah that's you hearing like your mum's full acceptance of like, the situation but also like letting letting your little brother kids are just so yeah. they'll say it as they see it um and i guess that's the case anywhere as well that's why kids say the funniest mm. things but to me it's like i just hearing that is like that's more than what i needed do you know what i mean like i don't need the whole sit down and be like no matter what, like, uh, we'll love you for, like, no matter what. And I know some people, that would help them so much they to have, like, that. a whole, like, half-hour deep chat about that. But me, I'm not a very deep person. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do not need to, like, sit down with my parents for half an hour and discuss. If anything, that sounds like my idea of hell. I would feel so uncomfortable. I would really? be like, get me out of this situation. Because I would hate it. I would be like, why are we doing this? So That's her just cool. saying that comment, it's like, that is, like... That the was version. the equivalent of yeah, the entire exactly, yeah. half an hour of conversation. <laughs> You're like, great, mum gets it, like, mum's cool, on my on. side, next, love next, it. Next scenario. <laughs> you are at uni, mm -hmm. so you're kind of living between digital fame and stark reality of uni. <laughs> <laughs> Bleak reality of <laughs> lectures. Right, most people, when they fall into the world of being an influencer and they have the level of success that you have, because um, you know your following is huge um, you've got massive following on YouTube massive following on Instagram and your audience is really engaged um, and you've got this amazing agent that I've got you all this work and you're now presenting for the BBC you see BBC um, why on earth are you at uni because a lot of people just go now I'm going to be a YouTuber for life like yeah. I feel like you're the smart one that's got it <laughs> that's got it tapped you're like this isn't forever um, no why are you at uni was this a parental pressure situation or yeah I mean it was I mean at the time I wasn't really making quiet enough to do it as a full-time job I definitely wasn't busy enough to make a full-time job because YouTube is such a lonely job because mm. you edit everything yourself, or most people obviously, edit everything themselves, film everything themselves, sit in their room and do it all themselves, or sit in an office all by themselves. So I feel like to keep your sanity in a job like this, you do have to have those sort of like events and public stuff. And I do try and make, because I'm at uni, it's a bit different, but I do try and make sure I do something, I guess, work related, but like, publicly like once a week and now I'm doing like CBBC and all that stuff it's so much more like yeah more easier but back then I didn't obviously have all that stuff and I wasn't getting invited to loads of events and all that stuff so I wouldn't have been busy enough and I think that's why my parents sort of were like you should go to uni because they could see themselves that I wasn't busy enough and mm. it was I would go probably crazy <laughs> just sat in my room all day but if I just said to them, oh, by the way, I um, decided not getting a job, not going to uni, just going to post on social media for the rest of my life. To them, it's like, excuse me, what? Yeah. We've not raised you for 18 years to like, because yeah. they don't understand. Now they completely understand it. And now they're like, God, we did not realise that this was like an extensive job. Yeah. But back then, because I wasn't busy enough and I wasn't really, it wasn't a career, I guess, back then. Yeah. They were very much like, you should go to uni. And I didn't actually want to go. Both my parents were accountants. My older brother got like four A stars at A level. My younger brother is doing five A levels. And it's like Mandarin, maths, physics. Oh no. 
all that stuff. And you're like, I want a GCSE and highlight and contour, yeah, honey. That's what I mean. I was boxed at everything in GCSE and I was like very much like the different one. Um, in, I guess in every sense. <laughs> so in every got, sense. Yeah. So they, I guess, just sort of assumed because they went to uni, they like did a big job. Everyone in my school was going to uni. My older brother, you know, he went for interviews at Oxford or Cambridge. I don't know, they're both the same thing to me, to be honest. <laughs> One of them, he went to interviews there. Like they, I guess they just probably just assumed. And they wanted me to, to be fair, they were very much fine with me doing media because media is a legitimate. Are you studying, you're studying media. Yeah, studying media and communications. And it is a legitimate subject. And it's, it is a real, like a lot of people, I think my parents were a bit like, that's not a real course. Right. Because it's like, not physics or chemistry or maths so yeah. to them it's like what is that but once I we went I went to all the like uni open days with my mom and she understood it more and she actually she was like in love with it she was like I want to do this now <laughs> um so I was originally supposed to go to uni in what city was it maybe Bristol right and oh how different my life would be if I had ended up going to university in Bristol why is that honestly I probably maybe would have even give, ended up giving up YouTube because for what I do and stuff, I have to be in London. Yeah. I could not be getting a two-hour train from Bristol, like, three days a week to London yeah. while doing a full university course in Bristol. Yeah. So my parents were actually the ones who were like, if you want to do YouTube and all that stuff, well, why don't you go to a university in London so you can stay in London and do that That's all stuff. That's so nice and supportive. Yeah. So they, we went and we looked around and I ended up finding a uni and all good. And I'm so, at the time, I was like, I hate your mum and dad. Like, you're the worst parents ever. But I'm so glad that I did end up going to uni because I was so not mature enough to go into a full-time job straight out of school. Yeah, especially not one that's so isolated. And I mean, a lot of people are. A lot of people are at 18, very much headspace, headstrong, good to go into like a full-time job. But I just wasn't. I was a lot more like younger than who I was. And going to uni gave me so much more, like it taught me about independence, like... it. I I think I sort of like found who I was, who I at uni, very much like, gained a bit more confidence at uni honestly do not ask me a single thing what i've learned in actual lectures because i cannot tell you a single thing goes out one ear goes out the other and i like but it's been a great journey of self-discovery for myself and learning about myself and being like i'm now ready to finish uni and go on and i'm so glad i went do your friends at uni know that you are a youtuber and yes they do yeah and i mean when i went so when i i lived in halls my first year and every, on the first day, everyone was exchanging Instagram handles and stuff like that. And I was like, because I'd, I'd actually, I'd just gotten verified the week before. Right. And I was like, this is good. I was like, why can not this come like a month later? Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, this can look so, because I would, they were everyone like. Everyone else is like, yeah, me everyone, and my 700 yeah, followers. Like, like, the like, last Instagram post was like them and their friends at like the pub. And mine was like a selfie with full face of makeup. And it was like, it was like, yeah, that's my Instagram. And to be fair, everyone was like, oh, that's so cool. Because nice. luckily it was it was in, in, it was only like two or three years ago, so YouTuber was like a thing. Yeah, Everyone and you had already had a huge following yeah. by then, so, so it's like not not your average yeah. uni student. <laughs> How does the digital fame affect you? Do you get recognised a lot? Like, do you feel like that's had any sort of impact, like fans and stuff like that? Because you've got like a real real fan base. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I get recognised sometimes, like, usually, like, if it's in central London on, like, a weekend, or if I'm at Westfields, and it's so, it's actually really nice, because, as I said, YouTube is, like, all on your own, and you can quite easily, like, slip into just, like, viewing it as a number, mm. and then when you get to meet people in real life, it's so much more, like, 
you are the person who's like liking my pictures and commenting like wow there's actual people behind just like a username That's and like the a thing, number it? it's so far removed it like doesn't yeah. even feel like these people are real so it's really nice um yeah you oh my god i was literally at uni the other day and i was like midway through like putting super in my mouth and someone was like oh gosh are you lewis and i feel like at uni it's a lot more like chill wait so i i never went to uni i went to like a dance college which was a lot smaller <laughs> um but at uni campus is massive right so you meet new people all the time yeah so you're still having to go through this three years you're in your third year right? third year yeah yeah you're still having to go through this meeting people for the first time yeah people, oh that's cool um so yeah because obviously like new bunch of people just come in through first year in october oh yeah of course so they were like told like, you i went to school a long time ago this. <laughs> <laughs> i really didn't mean a long time ago <laughs> Um, yeah, sometimes it happens at uni, and again, it's fun. Like I quite like it. Mm. It's quite nice because it's like sort of. I guess you have all the same interests because if they're following me, I'm assuming they also maybe like makeup, like reality TV, like fashion, like YouTube. Do you know what I mean? They probably yeah. have the same interests as me. Do you reckon you're gonna be doing YouTube forever? Um. Yeah. And no, just because I was, so I was so social media obsessed as a child. And I, I think a lot of people would probably call it sad that I've li- like, I have literally lived my entire life on social media. Every single part of my life is on social media. Every single picture for act, like it's all somewhere like in my digital footprint. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to me, I literally love it so much. And yes. it's probably going to come back to bite me someday. And it's probably like something horrible will come up or like like an ugly old picture or like, like, do you know what I mean? Like something will probably come up or I'll go to a job and they'll be like, remember when you, yeah. <laughs> remember when you screamed like at a camera for 50 minutes? Yeah, we're not hiring you. Something like that. But it's so nice to go back to like when I was like, from the age of eight yeah you've got like the best like video diary of life like i so there's a thing that we're going on right now called the decade challenge where you post a picture at the start of the decade and what you look like now so i went onto my facebook to find a picture i ended up spending an hour on there just scrolling through and like looking at old videos and pictures and like messages people had left me and i was like oh my gosh i'd completely forgotten you existed you would like left me a message being like love you so much and i was and then i was just like looking at their profile i was like what are you doing now so i love that i've lived everything on social media because i've loved seeing all my life through that i don't think i'd ever stop maybe it might like as an actual job being yeah. like and like the title of a youtuber might but i don't think i'll ever stop like posting my life online just because i think like imagine when i'm 60 and i can look back every single like year of my life there's like videos mm. of that it's so cool because my parents they have like like vhs stuff from like when i was yeah. like a, like a kid a kid but it's like like you film like maybe like one moment in that yeah i have like a random sunday where i was literally doing nothing i can go back and watch that in like 40 years i really like it you've worked with some amazing brands rimmel was the brand you had your eye on and that was actually the first brand that you worked with right yes shout out to rimmel love you um <laughs> Do you think brands are doing more to be inclusive of people like yourselves, men that wear, that yeah, wear makeup? Yeah, I think they are. And I do think there was a phase, probably like maybe six months. So when I worked with Rimmel, it was like sort of like um, a campaign rather than sponsored video on my channel. Like it was a campaign which went out. And then I feel like maybe six months after that had happened, there was very much a wave of beauty brands being like, oh, it was almost like a trend. I would love to see like boys being used in a more natural way. Because if a boy is in an advert 
they'll, I guess, sort of be the focal point and it's all about that. Mm. Whereas like, you'll never just see, you know, like usual beauty adverts, it's like, th- like it might just be like three girls just applying mascara. Yeah. They'll never just be like a boy just like slotted in. And I think that's the sort of... Yeah, they kind of try and make a big point of it. Like, look at what we're doing. Yeah. We've got a boy wearing makeup. How inclusive are we? Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit forced. Yeah. So I think to make it, I, even like just in society as a whole, to being able to like slot it in like so simple like that. Like I could be watching the TV and I'd be like, oh, I didn't even realise a boy was in that. Like, but he is. And that is where I hope that eventually it will end up. So you've got uh, your TV show. Yeah, look at your face. <laughs> the smile is real. Take it that's something you're proud of. Yeah, no, I, no, I, yeah, no, I am. And it's going really well. Mm-hmm. Is that more where you'd like to go in the long term into kind of TV presenting? It came really easy because it's sort of like what I've been doing yeah. on YouTube anyway, uh, like talking to a camera. Just this time, I'm being told what to say, and I really, really enjoy it. And it's so nice to have something other than, like, it sounds so stupid, but it's so nice to have something other than myself to work on, like a project which is just completely not to do with my YouTube I'm just I'm coming in as like a part yeah it's so nice and I would love to do more stuff like that yeah yeah what's the future for you looking like in your mind what's the what's the plan the five-year goal five-year goal I don't know you see the thing is I very much a lot of the stuff that happens like it just sort of it just happened and I'm like oh okay well I'm here now (laughs) like that that's just happened and like I don't even know what I don't even know what my plan for like dinner tonight is. Do you know what I mean? Like, so you're quite spontaneous. Very spontaneous. Very just like, see what comes. I'm very much a person who I got quite. I guess like an obsessive personality. And like, if I have an idea, like uh, there are about twenty things in my head right now that I want to do. And oh, what are they? But just like really randomly, I'd love to create a unisex clothing line. Awesome. I would love to come out with like lashes. I would love to have like just like loads of different stuff and like none of them will probably actually come because I'm such a spontaneous person that I would not be able to sit down for long enough and actually like plan it create it and make it come to life maybe when I'm like 25 and like how do you got get... some energy out of my life uh 20 20 yeah yeah you got time I got some I need to, I need to it's like a puppy I need to like run around a bit first yeah, I'm, I'm not then. sure actually at 20 if I had a solid 10-year plan we probably were only working a year in advance <laughs> Oh, Lewis, thank you so much for talking to me today. I've got a really important question to ask you, which is the way I end every single interview. Um, So don't fuck it up. (laughs) (laughs) What is your caption that you want to leave the world with today? And don't forget your hashtags. Ooh. Wow. It's just be yourself. Like, it sounds so basic, but I feel like sometimes so many people, like, just say the phrase, oh, be yourself. And so many people just say like, do what you want, like be who you want. But I feel like sometimes you actually need someone to actually be like, no, 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 actually you like, you can just be yourself. From someone who's like actually being their self, like I'm telling you yeah. to be yourself. Yeah. And what would your hashtag be? Ooh, my hashtag is going to be live, laugh, love. You know, those little like tacky wall oh, yeah, prints yeah, that people yeah. used to have on their wall in like 2010 and like with the crushed velvet sofa. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. The because, transfer, wall yeah. transfer. Is there, is there points in between? Yeah, that, that live, live, dot, 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 love, dot, 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 laugh. Where can people find you online, Lewis? You can find me on, looking for Lewis, on all social medias, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. He's got it covered. Stuff. 
Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was so much fun. And thank you everyone for listening today. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode of Influence Me. Lewis is one awesome, and I want to say brave young man. He has authentically lived his life to this point and I'm sure that he'll continue <laughs> to do so. And I'm hoping that this story has had a positive impact on anyone worried about being their authentic self, not just behind closed doors, but also out in public as well. His confidence is so contagious. So do give him a follow, get to know his world. And if this episode has helped you in any way or you've enjoyed listening, please do subscribe, rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you listen so that we can reach more people and share the wisdom that we've discovered with each and every episode. Don't forget to share this with anyone in your life that you you feel in particular might benefit from hearing what Lewis has talked about today and if you do share on social media don't forget to tag him don't forget to tag me and we'll be sure to give you a repost uh, give me a follow at Shaney underscore Ryan thank you everyone for listening I'll be back with another episode in two weeks I just wanted to say a mega thank you to our sponsors today Kindred share what you love Influence Me was written and presented by me, Shaney Ryan, and produced and edited by Dawn Kelly for Birdline Media. Follow them at Birdline Media and follow me on Instagram at Shaney underscore Ryan. Our theme music is by Jaylee Music. And if you like today's show, be sure to rate us wherever you listen to your favourite podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you in two weeks when you can catch my next special guest. <laughs>